Impossibility drive is nearly complete. One more test and it should be at 100%. Next sector estimating DCEU Superman. Oh, great! What was that? We have overshot the landing of the DCEU Superman sector. Now encountering Batman vs. Superman. Okay, what is happening here? Where are we? Glix, give us a situation report. Currently we are on the planet Geekery. Be warned, our impossibility drive may cause distortions okay. as we traverse this land. Impending impossibility engaging in 3, oh gosh. 2, oh dear. 1. Comms are now open to Devoted Geeks. Hello, Devoted Geeks, and welcome to episode 63 of ComTalk, the podcast extension of Geek Devotions, the YouTube show from Devoted Geeks, who are devoted to letting people know that they are loved. I am Celeste, and with me is... Dallas. As you listen to this podcast, please interact with us. Send us your thoughts on what we are saying via Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, however you listen to us. You can find us simply by looking for Geek Devotions. Also, do us a favor and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, and also leave some comments here on our YouTube channel. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, a couple of reasons why. One, uh, YouTube goes, oh, people like this and shares it out. And then podcast, our Apple podcast is the same thing, especially since we've we've been dead in the water for so long. <laughs> Not dead yet. <laughs> so uh, true story. We had a, a devoted geek, a new devoted geek who also has a podcast with a very, very interesting name. Um, the podcast that he runs is called Devoted Fan Devotional. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that sounds like a cool name. <laughs> we like that. We approve of this we, name. We approve of that name. But he says that um, he tried getting our podcast on iTunes and iTunes will only give him up to like the beginning of the Superman District. Oh. Well, they said they started dropping off the backing of That's everyone's right. podcast. So. We knew that was going to happen. We just forgot. Right. Which is why it's important for you guys to subscribe to our YouTube channel and check out our website. Um, we are in the process of revamping the website, making sure things are running right quickly and updating on a regular basis. Um, and that's what I mean by revamping is, is make sure it's running correctly. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> so is looking like, what are you talking about? What are we doing to it? What are we doing to the website? <laughs> We're just trying to update it, guys. So, but yeah, yeah. So. But that being said, guys, stay in contact with us. Comment our stuff. It helps people to find our content and and get that out. So that being said, let us let us discuss our current situation. If you're new to what's happening, our impossibility drive has gone on the fritz. And whereas we normally jump around quite a bit from topic to topic, we've spent quite a bit of time in the Superman district. Almost all of 2019. Yeah. Of yeah, that's that's a long time. <laughs> It's, it's end of October. Right. We've been in here since the beginning of January. Right. So when we started this journey, uh, it was kind of like Gilligan's Island. We were like, oh, just be a three hour tour. And it was forever. <laughs> three years later. Only not. We're going to be done. No, we're done. <laughs> uh, I think we're done. Glix, <sighs> what is happening right now? We are about to continue on to Sector 12 of the Superman District. This is the DCEU's Superman, which began in 2013's Man of Steel. Due to a misfire, we will be traveling through a sub-district called Batman vs. Superman. To navigate through here, we will need to discuss our likes and dislikes of this movie, our opinions of the DCEU's Superman, and subsequently Batman as well. We will also be discussing this version of Lois Lane, and if the DCEU is a good place to start for new people. Understood. Sounds good. Let's... Let's jump into this, ladies and gentlemen. So, did we introduce? Yeah, we introduced ourselves at the front of this thing. We did. All right. So, 
Celeste, let's talk about this. We're going through and we're, we're looking at Batman v Superman yes. versus Superman. Controversial. Now, right off the bat, people are like, oh, this is going to be boring because I don't like Batman v Superman. But I say hold that clicker, ladies and gentlemen. Don't click away from this podcast. Hold up. Wait a minute. <laughs> because uh, we did not review the Batman v Superman that you are probably thinking of. Because we reviewed the Ultimate Edition, which had 30 extra minutes of content. But it made the story make so much more sense. That's what I'm saying. It was like, if you watch the Ultimate Edition, which is basically, for all intents and purposes, the, um, what do you call it, the director's cut, you get a story that makes sense. Yeah. Like, they're, like one of my biggest complaints, I remember, we, Celeste and I, we, uh, us and some of the teenagers from our church, went out to go see it in theaters when it first came out. And I remember walking out going, I enjoyed it because I could pinpoint the... The references back to um, Dark Knight Returns, mm-hmm. which uh, was a Frank Miller comic, but it wasn't good. There was something missing. Things didn't make sense. Yeah. Lo and behold. I feel like sometimes when when studios make cuts, they think, oh, no one will miss this. And to be fair, there's several scenes where while it doesn't quite add up it doesn't hurt the movie for them not to be there but then there seems that like entire scenes Mm -hmm. that are plot based why are you trimming that that make the movie have a semblance of hope (laughs) and and my thing is that it especially in this case Mm -hmm. they only cut 30 minutes really 30 minutes you could have left in right I mean, it's already too. It was already long. It was a long movie. But they t- what they cut out was essential to the story, and so that's our biggest yeah. complaint. So we want to encourage you guys uh, watch the ultimate edition. Yes. So, but let's get into the conversation about this. The DCEU Superman. That's what we're discussing today. A little bit of the Batman, but let's talk about this version of Superman. What are our thoughts on him? What are our, our likes about him? Maybe some of our dislikes. So. Celeste, I'm going to pass the ball to you. What do you like about the Superman? Um, I like that he plays a good Clark as well as Superman. We didn't see a lot of Clark in this movie, but from watching The Man of Steel, mm-hmm. he played a good Clark. He, he wasn't bad. He wasn't bad. Um, his Superman was kind of aloof and alienish. Like, What do you mean? So, in a lot of the Supermans, he is portrayed as the kid next door who's just doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. He is very otherworldly in this one. And that's something that, while Superman is, you don't get that a lot. Mm-hmm. And so, and I think it's because, especially in that other movie, the one that we skipped over and didn't didn't watch recently, <laughs> they were dealing with an alien invasion. They kind of needed him to be otherworldly to remind you that yes he can deal with this right at the same time it's like so i remember um you and my family took me out to go see this the superman movie in theater for my birthday okay i didn't remember that was the case but i believe you yes you did and uh, so we went and saw it for my birthday i remember enjoying man of steel like i really enjoyed man of steel i really did but i remember walking away going something is aloof 
about the Superman. Something is different about this DCU Superman. And the more I thought about it and, and talked to other people and watched some videos about it, it's the fact that he is a reluctant hero to the nth degree. Like, mm. I'm okay with you. Like, oh, I don't know if I should. And then you go, look, it, it's needed. Let's do this. But he fights it the entire time. Yeah. As a result, this in, in Batman v Superman, he's kind of a whiny baby. Yeah. <laughs> like it, the entire time he's doing nothing but whine. It reminded me of reading the new 52 Superman. Right. Where he was a teenager mm-hmm. and he was super whiny. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't read past the first graphic novel where they like combined the first run of books. Mm-hmm. Like number one of those from the library and i could have but it was i was like i can't take this kid right yeah i'm with you i mean it was just and i'm wondering if that was the case if this was a um they were leaning too much into what they were looking at in the comic books at the time frame now all that being said even though he was whiny the entire time he had this like oh i don't know like look man (laughs) man up and let people know what's going on like the front of the end of the movie uh lois is in the desert she's meeting with a terrorist to interview them crap is the fan he shows up and saves her what they didn't know was a that's a trap (laughs) yeah it was a trap to frame superman i'm like why didn't she testify go hey that's not what happened like it didn't make sense to me and he was just like i don't care if they like me or not i mean he was like an emo kid so, y- yes, it was like an emo kid, but as far as Lois testifying, it more than likely, because she was not in the room, she was not aware, because it, and this is major spoilers if you haven't seen it, but if you noticed, they shot everyone before Superman arrived, but yes. Lois wasn't outside. But she heard, like they heard the, like they heard the gunshots. That's why the dude picked her up and had a gun at her head. So maybe she thought he had been there, and then when the sonic boom happened, that he was still there because it, well, he wasn't beyond like going up and coming back down mm-hmm. to punch people. So maybe she just didn't know. Right. I don't know. It still felt weird. It felt like there was a hole. In that little sub story that well, kicks us off. That now, to be fair, what we watched the the extended edition, it helped iron out some of the roughness. Oh, in yeah. the original cut, it was like he shows up, and all of a sudden they're talking about how everybody in the town is dead. They really played like he killed all these people. Yeah, when they cut it, you believe the story. Yeah, that he did this exactly. So, and that's it's really off putting, and especially it, with how cavalier he is about it Mm -hmm. because he's just so and that's not superman-ish he would Mm -hmm. not be that nonchalant Mm -hmm. about the loss of human life right so i think we can both agree that while we enjoyed the film this superman's awkward he is like the clark we enjoyed we enjoyed the portrayal of clark kent there were times where i actually enjoyed the portrayal of superman where he's like like, I think we get, the only time we actually get a glimpse of who Superman really is is at the climax of the, at the end of the film, whenever he's going to Bruce to go, look, I don't want to fight you. Yeah. For the first, like, four five seconds of the fight <laughs> before Superman just unloads on, or Batman unloads on him. Yeah. You know? I think when, also when Doomsday showed up and um, Diana was there, mm-hmm. that also showed a, gave us a good example of him because he's doing the big sacrifice thing he's yeah. 
he's doing he's fighting he's the strong one i mean it it gave us a good idea of of him especially there was one scene and it was super subtle Mm -hmm. but doomsday blasted them with his i think it was his laser eyes i don't know what that was it was coming out of his mouth his nose it, I don't ener- want to know where else he had lasers coming out. Energy of some sort was exiting his body, <laughs> and it pushed Superman back. And Superman's holding his arm out and doing it, and Diana's holding her shield out and being pushed back. Um, and so she immediately, like, she stands up, takes a breath, and immediately goes after it. And he kind of goes, "Well, okay, let's do this." <laughs> like it was just this look of. Okay, let's go. Right. And he follows. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. So, this Superman as a whole, eh? Eh, he's okay. He's not the worst. He's not, he's not by far the worst. He's he's not, at least he's not saying, come on, Terry Terry baby. baby. (laughs) That was the worst. I had to make a t shirt off of that. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I tell you what, if we get enough people, who have listened to this podcast and go, we want something that says Terry baby. I'll have it done. <laughs> we'll put calm talk under <laughs> calm talk. But yet we have to get like actual like response from people about the comment. Terry baby. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So Superman, eh, let's talk about the bats. The first time we've seen Batman in any of the, the any of these things. Yeah. Um, first appearance of him in the DCEU. Mm-hmm. This is a different Batman. Yes. This is a seasoned Batman. Yes. Uh, at one point, Alfred makes a reference to him having fought crime for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, he's angry. He's not in Wayne Manor. He's in a different Batcave. Mm-hmm. Wayne Manor is destroyed uh, for the most part. And Which I have to, I wish that they had had a chance to go into that mm-hmm. before we changed it over to Sparkle Bats. Exactly. Um, we also have a Batman who has obviously suffered some loss because we see a a bat suit that mm-hmm. says, ha, 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 jokes on you, Batman. Or a Robin suit, rather. That, yeah. That's like that. And so indicating he's already lost... Uh, a Robin. A Robin. We're not sure who. Now... It would make sense for it to be Jason. Yes, it, it does. But what the only problem is we have no reference for a, um, a Dick Grayson. Yeah. Um, that being said... One of the source materials was Dark Knight Returns. Mm -hmm. And in that, spoiler alert, um, you discovered that it's a world where um, Bruce lost a lot. Robin died. And there was no recovery from it. Mm -hmm. And Robin came back later and became the Joker. So, uh, (laughs) so it's a a really rough situation. Um, That Bruce... Is very much what this Bruce is. The I'm tired, mm-hmm. I'm older, and he's also disgruntled because yeah. of the front of this movie. They place, they basically sew in Gotham into Man of Steel. Yeah, and so Bruce essentially blames um, Clark for the death of thousands of people, hundreds of people of which were part of his company. Mm-hmm. In a building that he owned, and and he's the type of person where he really owns this stuff. Like he has legit empathy about the fact that there are people in a building that he is a the 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 boss of. Yeah, which I appreciated about because that is an aspect of Batman mm-hmm. that I don't think gets a ton of attention. Is mm-hmm. that he legitimately cares? Mm-hmm. That's actually part of his problem. There were some issues with this Batman, though. Mm-hmm. 
because he wasn't what we've seen already. Right. I think I think that I remember people complaining like, well, it's not like the Nolan Batman and you know, they're all about Christian Bale and Christian uh, Bale is how. <laughs> um so but this was just a very different world. I think though that it was the fact that he suffered so much trauma that he was so different. Mm-hmm. So much more violent. I think that this would be if you were to try and connect the worlds, this would be what Christopher Nolan's Batman would have become. Well, I mean, Nolan was involved in this project. It mm-hmm. wasn't his film, obviously. It was right. Snyder. I don't know if Nolan's Batman would have gone to this. I think that had a... Uh, let's let's throw this out there really quick. The, mm-hmm. the Robin from the last Nolan movie does not count. He is not a Robin. Um, <laughs> no. No, he is not. But we're not talking about that. Today. We're not talking about that That's movie. That's for another day. But I'm throwing that out there so that my next statement makes sense. I got you. I got you. That if that Batman had had a Robin mm-hmm. that the Joker had taken, mm-hmm. then he would have made this turn. Possibly. Possibly. I mean, it was darker for sure. All right, so we agree that Superman, eh, meh, eh. bats, not terrible. Not as bad as people made him out to be. Not at all. Like, he had a lot of redeeming qualities. He's not my favorite, but mm. he had a lot of redeeming qualities. Um, so Lois Lane. Okay. Let's talk about Lois. Okay. We've talked about her through all the other iterations of the, in the, in the Superman district here on Planet Geekery. Mm-hmm. What did we think about this Lois? I am a little bit biased. Really? Because I absolutely love Amy Adams as an actress. I went back at her stuff and I don't know if I've seen much of her. I know she's in an Enchanted movie. That I've made you watch. You you have made me watch. You're correct. You have. (laughs) Because I love it so much. You had drugged me and tied me to a chair. and. Put eye drops in my eyes and taste my eyes open. Have I not? I didn't taste your eyes open. No, you taped them. I didn't tape them either. <laughs> um, but uh, have I not made you watch The Decoy Bride? No, that's not it with her. Nope. That's David Tennant. Never mind. <laughs> now, she was in Arrival, which I enjoyed. She was yeah, in that was right before that. Justice right before Justice League came out. I enjoyed that. Uh, yeah. I'm looking back at her stuff. I really... She was in... She was a man of steel, obviously. Well, yeah. That was what I'm thinking of as a chick flick you probably wouldn't have seen. Mm-hmm. It's one of the offbeat ones that I enjoy. Oh, yeah? Well, you know, I'm, that's also another podcast for another day, but my standards for chick flicks, I don't like the stereotypical ones. I like mm-hmm. them that are just a little bit weird. Mm. She was in Catch Me If You Can, which I don't remember her in at all. I don't remember her in that at all either. That's fascinating. I have to watch that later. Yeah. Um... Yeah, she wasn't in anything else that I watched growing up at all. Well, so for me, Spin of Steel was my first film with her. So. But, so take your bias out. What do you actually think of this rendition of Lois Lane? Uh, I liked that they had her interviewing the terrorist. I liked that. But to me, that was the last time we actually saw Lois. Like Yeah, she was in this a ton. She was not in it a ton. They didn't focus on her a ton. And even when she was there, it was more of she's Superman's girlfriend mm-hmm. than she's Lois Lane. No, 
in some of the scenes they cut out. Yeah. She, you see her doing some of the, hey, look, I'm getting information. She's yeah. doing scooping and stuff like that. And that was that was there, but it wasn't. And I don't know how they would have balanced it to make it to where she had a bigger part. I'm not sure either. But at the same time, Lois is such a huge part of Superman mm-hmm. that it kind of felt cheap. Yeah. Now, in the first movie, Man of Steel, she was a little more prevalent, obviously. Yes, she was. But even still, um, I mean, she's not the whiny baby. No, she's not. Like, she's not that Lois. And she's not also, she's not the 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 She-Ra man-hating. No, she's pretty balanced, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not super feministic. She's not super whiny or screaming or what have you she's Mm -hmm. she's a normal woman who happens to be dating superman absolutely um so like there's a line and i loved it where she said the guy said they didn't tell me they were sending a woman and she goes i'm a journalist i was like yes yes you are right and that was (laughs) that was good Mm -hmm. so i like this lois i just wish there had been more of her right for me to judge yeah I get that. So I think overall, this Lois was was pretty decent. This was yeah. a good Lois. Then we can agree on that. So let's 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 be retrospective here. We've covered a lot of Superman over the year, yeah. over the last year, <laughs> the last year. <laughs> we've we've done the one from the serials. Mm-hmm. We've done the one from the um, the first TV series. We've done the Superman from. Well, we've done um, Christopher Reeves. Mm-hmm. We've done Lois and Clark. We've done all these other ones. Who do you think is the has been the best Superman out of what we've watched over the last year? When you go Superman, you go, this is the best rendition of Superman. I'm going to have to say the ones with, um, oh, what's his name? The movies. <laughs> Dallas just gave me this crazy look because we've done so many movies. The ones we did with Paul. Oh, Christopher Reeves. Yes, thank you. Okay. His name flew out of my head like a bird or a plane. <laughs> um, yes, Christopher Reeves is who I think of as Superman. Mm-hmm. Now, I do confuse him with um, the other Reeves. Matt Reeves. Not mm-hmm. Matt Reeves. I forgot his name too. But the one from the from the yes the early TV series. The one from the early TV series because to me they look similar Hmm. and their Superman was similar. Yes. So I kind of, and I watched them. I think I actually watched the black and white first. I did too. A lot of us growing up in in our time frame did. So, um, he was my first Superman, but when I go and think about Superman, I think of my dad introducing me to Superman Mm -hmm. and it being Christopher Reeves. Right. I get that. I think that that Christopher Reeves Superman embodies the ideal Superman more than any other Superman before. Yeah. And after. Um, this one we watched, they try to get gritty and have a conflict. Yeah. There wasn't this pure hope about him. Um, and that is something that, regardless of which one's doing Superman, mm-hmm. there's always a f- bit of hope. Yeah. I think Dean Cain's yes. is the only one, in my opinion, that embodies what... Superman was as far as the way that the, he played the character mm-hmm. and the script of the character. Again, 
the 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 man himself who played this Superman, if the script had been different, I think it would have been good. Yeah. But this Superman, there was something lacking about him. There was the Boy Scout that was missing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had uh, the the ones from like the the early days, the 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 serial and the early cartoon and the early TV. They focused, I think, too much on the concept of Superman, mm-hmm. and it was we lost the human aspect of it. Yeah, um, of the Clark Kent. Yes, and Which, so I think that the Dean Kane and the Christopher Reeve Superman they did the best. See, to me, Dean Kane is the best Clark. Mm. Like, I think Superman. I think Christopher Reeves, but I think. Clark Kent mm-hmm. and I think Dean Cain. I can see that. Well, they focus more on Clark. They Kent. did, and I think that's part of it. Mm-hmm. But I absolutely love Dean Cain's Clark. Mm-hmm. Right. So, which has been the best Lois for you? Is it the one that screams all the time? Yes, absolutely. That's my favorite. <laughs> for those of you who have, this is the first episode, no, that's not it. I absolutely hate that one. So, you want to know my answer? Yes. The one from the Death of Superman and the Reign of the Superman. That's uh, my favorite Lois. Yeah, that one was good. Mm-hmm. So I have a hard time picking because, A, we've been doing this for about a year. Um, ten months. We've been doing this ten months. Right. So it's hard for me to remember what I liked, what I didn't like about each one. Right. But except for that one. Um, she's stuck in my mind. But <laughs> um, you're. I think you're right that the animated one is the best Lois because she does a good job of kind of like the Lois and Lois and Clark. She does a good job of showing the softer side, but she also does a good job of showing the hard nosed reporter. Yeah. Absolutely. So, and if I had to pick a second, it would be the one from Lois and Clark. I get that. I get that. All right. So those are our opinions on the Superman, the Batman and the Lois Lane. So and we just loved Wonder Woman. We, yeah, we did. So we're going to take a quick commercial break and we come back. We're going to talk about whether or not the DCEU Superman is a good introduction to Superman for for new people. So catch you guys on the flip side of this break. Welcome to Victims and Villains. This is the channel where we talk nerd, we talk hope, and we speak nothing else. I'm your host, Captain Nostalgia, and I'm so glad that you're here to join us Victims and Villains is a podcast and YouTube channel that marries pop culture and suicide prevention, producing content with the intent to let people know that there is hope and that there is a better way and that each and every listener has value and worth. Listen to Victims and Villains on your favorite podcast catcher or on YouTube by searching for Victims and Villains. Also, check out their website, victimsandvillains.net. And we're back. I want to encourage you guys to make sure you go check out Victims and Villains. Uh, it's a fantastic uh, podcast dash um, ministry. I mean, it's hard to classify Victims and Villains sometimes because <laughs> they do so much and they're, they're such a unique ministry. Yes. I, I, I consider them a ministry. I know some people don't. But they're so unique and so special. And they do so much, so many great things. Yeah, they do. Uh, Josh and they was, have such a good heart. They do. Josh was t- talking to me about how they had this really great encounter 
at a con recently and yeah. um, just being able to minister to people and with hope they're, they're legitimately struggling a husband and wife they're just struggling and Josh was able to really speak into that at a con where normally that wouldn't take place yeah you know because of what he does because he's the way that he does things he gets to talk to people that to be honest even though you and I go to cons, we won't. They won't respond to us like they do him. No, they won't. And, uh, and that's I'm, okay. No, oh yeah, absolutely. So I'm so thankful for him. So I want to encourage you guys if uh, check out Victims and Villains uh, podcast, fantastic podcast. Uh, they do reviews on all kinds of stuff, and then they are making an impact in a dark world. They are making a huge impact, and I want to encourage you guys to go support them and um, just encourage them. So. Yeah. All right, so, but that's not what we're talking about today. Today we're talking about, or we're continuing on our conversation about the DCEU Superman. Mm-hmm. This DCEU Man of Steel, is this Superman a good introduction to the world of Superman for anybody? Now, again, we're, we're not just talking about Batman v Superman. We're talking about this whole span of who mm-hmm. this Superman is. Is this worth? Is this worth introducing to anybody if they're like, "Hey, interested in the Superman thing? Can you can you give me something? Can you suggest something, Celeste? Can you suggest to me a movie or a, a, a starting point of Superman?" So when you put it like that, no. <gasps> it's not. It's in the theaters. It's not a good introduction to Superman. You need to know a little bit about Superman before you come in so that you, because they don't portray the hope, so that you don't think Superman is this whiny person. Now, is it a good movie? Sure. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed Batman versus Superman. I enjoyed Man of Steel. I really enjoyed Man of Steel, actually, if I'm mm-hmm. remembering correctly. Heck, I'm one of the few that enjoyed the Justice League. <laughs> but you're discrediting us, Celeste. <laughs> but it's not what I would, especially after going through all of these, it is not what I would have instinctively go, yes, this is what you need to watch. Yes. I'm going to agree with you 100%. I enjoy these films, mm-hmm. I enjoy the DCEU. Um, I'm not going to pin the downfall of DCU on one particular movie. No. Or one particular person. I think it's several aspects. Yeah. Um, again, you had the awkwardness of the first Superman where he was always reluctant to step in and do something. Uh, and then you had this, which because they cut out 30 minutes of actual story, things didn't make sense. And it was kind of slept together. And then you had people memeing half a line about Martha um that made it bad also meme culture can make anything bad it does and then you had um and and this is this is where i i I personally see the downfall like i think people were willing to forgive this Mm -hmm. and go okay let's see how he does in the future right and then we came out with um suicide squad which i actually enjoyed oh that's right suicide squad was the next movie wasn't it yes however when people saw the Joker, think about it. Ugh. When people complain about Suicide Squad, they point to a character that's not even on the screen, but maybe a total of four minutes. He was just so bad. He was a terrible Joker. 
I think that's actually why, because I know there was, he complained, Jared Leto complained that his Joker was not on screen enough, Mm -hmm. that he had filmed more scenes that just wasn't there. And he didn't need to be. He did not need to be. That was not. That was a terrible Joker. We may have to do a conversation about that. That needs to be a conversation. But I think that that, people are like, what are you doing? Yeah. And that's when they were starting to, that's when when the people were revolting. And then, oh, we had Wonder Woman. People were like, oh. Wonder There's Woman. Hope. There's hope. Aquaman is not introduced just yet. Not just yet. But then we have Justice League come out. Mm-hmm. And then we have the the sadness that takes place. Snyder had to take care of a family yes. emergency and he left. And instead of DC doing, Warner Brothers doing what I consider to be reasonably responsible to go, let's pause the project for, for a little bit. Yeah. Let's give the dude a month or two to to reco- recover from this tragedy. They can do it. They could have done it. Yeah, they could have waited. And had they waited, I think that things would have gone better. Yeah, because then we had this mixture of two different directors, two different mindsets. Two different styles completely. I mean, you watch the film and half the film is a one style, half the film is another style. And we have this awkward gentleness. And I blame Warner Brothers for killing Justice League. Yes. I don't blame Snyder. No. I don't blame Joss Whedon. I don't blame them. I blame Warner Brothers for not taking care of things appropriately. Yes. And that's when people were really just like, we're done. We're done. Aquaman wasn't a bad film. Mm-mm. Very enjoyable. But I people enjoy- were already done with the universe before Aquaman ever had a chance. The only thing in that universe that anybody's like, yeah, we're good with was Wonder Woman. Yes. That was it. Yeah. And Wonder Woman in itself was... Patty Jenkins directed Wonder Woman similar to a Marvel movie Mm -hmm. just because they always talk about how dark it is. Mm -hmm. And I saw this one again, back to meme culture, this one meme where it was like, no, no, no. It's not that it's dark, like content dark. It's I can't see anything. (laughs) And so Wonder Woman came in and was so bright and colorful and you had Theramaskia and then you had, you know, all this other stuff, and it was hopeful. Yeah. If they had followed that thread, which I think they tried to, and then they got money grabby and ruined <laughs> I'm not sure it. what happened to them. We don't know what happened. So I know that I want to say that Patty Jenkins is doing the Birds of Prey movie, mm-hmm. and I'm super excited about that. I don't know if that's fact, though. Right. So don't quote me. I will not quote you, but somebody will, I'm sure. <laughs> I was so. telling the person who wants to quote me, don't yeah. quote me. All right. So, guys, you've heard our thoughts. This is not a good starting point. So, let's answer this question. Celeste, somebody comes to you. Celeste, I'm interested in this thing called Superman. What ca- should I watch? Where should I go? The director is Kathy Yan. Okay, cool. Well, that's, that's her name. So, Celeste, though, answer the question. Okay. Where do you Where do you send people? I send people to Christopher Reeves. Yeah. It's the quintessential Superman. It had its issues, which mm-hmm. we discussed. Mm-hmm. We talked about that. On Retro Rewind Podcast. Check it out. <laughs> but it it is one of the it is this it is the standard as far as movies go. Mm-hmm. Now, if they are more of an animated person, I would definitely send them to any of the DC animated because they do a fantastic job. Yeah, they do pretty good. Um, I haven't seen any many of the Supermans, but just from what I've seen, they've done good. You have to be careful because some of them aren't, aren't that great, some of the DCU ones. And they're kind of combining stories and they're putting mm. some stuff together. So you kind of have to, it's kind of a, 
give or take, in the recent history of Superman, they're not been bad, yeah. honestly. Um, so it's it's a thing that I would say cautiously. I would point them to Christopher Reeves mm-hmm. as a introduction of what it is. Um, I would, you know, thinking back, that's where I'd send them. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot from that. There's so many other places you can go. Yeah. So many like, other places. I would I would send them to if they're like I want a series. I would send them to uh, Lois and Clark because mm-hmm. Lois and Clark was great. I would steer them away, far far away from Superboy. Yep. Um. Well, there was Smallville. That wasn't terrible. Smallville was not terrible. It was a pretty good series. And but it also would take into account as to who they were talking exactly. to exactly because you know someone who's going to focus more on the age of the movie rather than the quality of the movie. They're gonna need something that's further up in the timeline. Exactly, exactly. All right, guys. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Do us a favor, send us some messages on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Give us your feedback on what we had to say about this movie. Um, did Did you like Batman v Superman? Have you seen the ultimate cut? If you haven't seen the ultimate cut, the director's cut, then I w- I want to encourage you to take what we had to say. And really think about what we had to say because there's some differences. Again, yeah. there were some major store plot holes that they they left out by not having this by cutting them out. So and they fixed it with the director's cut. So let us know your thoughts. We'd love to hear it. Now transitioning to announcements about things you need to know. All right, and this is a portion of the show where we talk about things that are coming up with Geek Devotions with our channel. Some stuff. We just had a devoted geek together. Yeah. And we enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. We ended up rolling the dough. Yeah. Had some good laughs. Some good discussion. Right. So out of that, Celeste and I were talking. We're not going to do any more Devoted Geek Togethers for the rest of the year. Yeah. Because we're getting to November, December time frame. People are busy. Yes. And um, we're working in the background to try to create something special with these Devoted Geek Togethers. We want these to be kind of community-minded. Like we want to influence the community around us. We want to encourage people. We want to lift them up through this. We don't just just show up and eat, which we've enjoyed. Oh yeah, and absolutely. I think it's necessary for us to have that aspect of fellowship. But we want to be able to make a difference in people's lives. So we're gonna we're, we're working in the background trying to figure out some stuff for that. Yes. Also, um, if you are on Facebook and are or are not a part of Devoted Geek Life, if you are not, please please go join. Answer the questions. We'll put you in there because starting the day after Thanksgiving, yes, we are having a competition. The Iron Geek Chef competition. We did this a couple of years ago. We had some good entries. It was we had some, so much fun. Some really funny entries. We had an Australian who had his first uh, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving meal. <laughs> Apparently it's summer in Australia right now, so he was burning up. Um <laughs> So what we do is we look through the entries and we pick our favorite two, maybe three. Mm-hmm. Last year we had a favorite two. And then we let the Devoted Geeks in the Devoted Geek Life decide as to who wins. Yes. So we're going to be posting up official rules uh, by the end of this week, yes. uh, which um, will be should be November 1st. Yeah, because November 1st is on a Friday. Yeah, so, so we're going to be posting up in our Facebook group. Uh, the official rules and how everything works and everything. So keep an eye out for that. The basic premise is this. You will take your leftovers from Thanksgiving dinner and do something fun with it. Do something geeky 
and make a whole nother meal out of it with your leftovers. And so. then feed it to somebody so we know that it's yeah. edible. Yeah, you got to feed it to somebody so we know that it's something that's worth eating. <laughs> so, Since we can't be there to taste it ourselves. Right. So uh, somebody did, one. the winner of last year did a Triforce turkey sandwich. Yes. And another person did a, a Starfleet. It was the Delta. Delta. What do you call it? He, it, he called it a meatloaf, but yeah. I think it ended up turning into burgers. Yeah, burgers, basically. So it was fun. It was a lot of fun. So we want to hear from you guys. We want to hear, see what you guys do. So that's what we got going on. We will also be reposting those videos in Devoted Geek Life because the winner will get their video put on our channel, maybe. I think that's what we did. Mm -hmm. Be highlighted. We're figuring this out as we go. (laughs) All right. So uh, that's all of our announcements. Uh, Podcasts coming out in two more weeks. Yeah. We're going to be discussing something interesting. Um, our impossibility drive is going to kick in and uh, you'll find out what it is. We'll have an announcement video about what the impossibility will be next week. So if you're not on Facebook and on YouTube, you're going to miss the announcement video. Which the last one you did was really awesome and people were really confused. (laughs) We had people because we kind of fell into the pits of despair with the podcasting. Um, They were like, what? (laughs) Despair. That we're like, what is this? What's happening? Somebody's like, the podcast is coming back. <laughs> yes, yes, yep. it is. So, oh, I did have one thing. Mm. Uh, we got, we do have um, something special coming up. I'm going to be doing uh, some. We're going to have a couple guests, a uh, guest on the show. Yes, uh, for the next few months, uh, one episode a month, and we're going to be talking about a very interesting comic book. Uh, way back in the day, there was a. Uh, radio drama called Superman versus the KKK, and uh, they are turning it into a comic book story uh, series. It's three issues long. So a buddy of mine who is uh, African American is, uh, and uh, he's also a believer just like us. We're going to be looking at it in a very honest way, and we're going to be talking about what the issues it raises and reviewing the comic. And uh, yeah, this is going to be a really interesting conversation. So we're going to be doing that. And then the final episode of it will be a comparison between the radio drama and the comics. I think that is all of our announcements. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Calm Talk today. If you've loved this episode, head on over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. So until next Sunday, stay devoted. Peace and love. 